Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, I'm Brenda. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Rain 20's podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Thursday. Happy be thursday hey hey it's jelly it's jelly day <laughs> i make up so many songs me too do you make up a lot of songs all day long i do and i also i don't get maybe i don't do this as much right now but i have a lot of like filler songs like you know how hannah montana is like yeah yeah oh like a like a catchphrase not a catchphrase what's it called like a musical phrase yeah, like a musical phrase, mm. a little like in betweeny, mm. and I definitely embrace those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I make up so many songs, and sometimes Nathan will be like, "Like, how do you think of something new? It just comes to me." It's the artiste in you, baby. It's the artiste in me, and then also like I call a ghost maybe like a different name every day, and then he's like, "How did you like think of that?" I'm like, "She just is that. Like, I didn't think of that. It just is what she looks like today. Like, yeah. I didn't choose." what she looks like today she just does like today she looks like a pickle jar and I didn't choose that but that's what she appeared to me as today you know I'm so dead that's so funny because now Chris makes like a voice I have to like catch him on I definitely have videos of him that I won't expose to the whole public but like I'll show my friends um, and he does it some, like often in front of our friends but he literally has said to me he's like like, he'll speak for her in a voice that we think sounds like Ellie. And I, with my whole being, believe that, like, truly what she's saying. It's like shocking she's, me. Like, like, telepathically. Yeah, and it's, like, coming him. out of him. Which yeah. is hilarious, because I would think she would choose me to communicate. No, through. she's using him as a vessel of communication. She is using him, and he's doing a great job. I, like, I, he'll speak for her, and I'll stare at her. And I'm like, if somebody was in our house right now, like, they would think we're fucking cracked out. Like, no, it's just the truth. Like, she's just speaking. and She has to use him as her her vessel like, because she, literally she can't has, speak English. And she has catchphrases that, that we, like, say all the time. What's an Ellie like, catchphrase? I'll tell you. I'll tell you a couple. Wheelie. <laughs> like, whenever I say, do you want to go? Um... or whenever we're not gonna do something no 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 (laughs) like laughing because i hate that this is something that we actually okay but here's my question so like most couples like or like very close people have and not even couples like close friends like my family does it like have like a language or like mm-hmm. a way you speak to each other and when you're doing it with your people you're like this is totally cool but then when you hear other people do their language you're like what the heck yes is, are you doing 100 percent. like I think it's, it's and it's like cringy when yes. like someone else is doing it but like you don't feel cringed for your own you don't 
And I so know that. Like, when when it's, ha- I think nothing of it, but I'm like, whoa, if somebody were to hear us, like, they might think we're strange. And, like, we'll do it, like, at the office and whatnot. Because it's technically, <laughs> maybe we make an excuse that we're like, oh, it's Ellie, it's not us. <laughs> but what are you going to do? Yeah, we never yeah. did before her. But, like, why is that? That, like, we're, like, fine with her own, but we hate other people's. Like, why don't we just accept others? I don't know. We're assholes, really. <laughs> we're just self-centered. Yeah, we just might be. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Anyway, I think it's time for Pride and Pickle. Wow, my voice is cracking. It's okay. She's it, happens, it happens to all of us creatives. Mm. <laughs> I just grouped myself in there. Do you love that? Us creatives. As prolific artists. Um, Thank you for using my affirmation. You're welcome. I've actually been using, um, I am the luckiest person I know a lot because really it has helped me so much through a lot of like crazy things. Like I'm thinking about a day, like today was honestly so jam-packed, so crazy packed, barely got up, been having more days like that. But I think that because I have been in such a no, I haven't naturally been in a positive energy. I've been genuinely creating it. Um, but because of that, I'm just like, okay, like it is what it is. Like I'm just, I'm just so much more peaceful. Right? And I even said it to my mom the other the other day. We went to see um, a Broadway show, which is my pride. We went to see a Broadway mm. show. We saw Six on, Love. and it was just like everything that we needed. It was the perfect show for me and my mom to see. So empowering, and the music was amazing. And obviously, if you know me, it is now. Anytime I see a show, I listen to the album on repeat from start to finish for like weeks. Um, <laughs> but I told my mom because there are like little things like I think when you're a very busy and also like very overstimulated person that also handles stress and overwhelm well. But then because of all the stuff that you handle during the day, those like little things kind of like tick you off kind of easily. Like for my mom, it's like traffic. Like she's not a mean person. She's not a like tempered person. But like she'll react probably her projections of how maybe she wants to react at work but can't because it's not professional Mm -hmm. in those little moments and I kept I kept saying it to her the other day I'm like mom Julia uses this one line and it is so that sound was crazy (laughs) and yeah so anyway I've been using that my pride is that um that that we saw the show and then my pickle it is such a good one to come back to sorry I'm still on it but it's just such a good one to come it's such a good one to come back to because I feel like even like, and I'll get into it, like I had like a lot of rejection this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just a part of my work. Um, and that that gets really hard. And it's like just trying to like come back to that. It's like I'm the luckiest person in the world. Like, like this is all happening for a reason so that like my lucky thing can come and like to keep going because – like I'm lucky so if like I keep going like my luck will come out like Mm. I think it's so easy like when when you're feeling rejected to be like I'm just gonna fucking give up but like tuning into the luckiness of it makes you feel like no like I got I'm so lucky like I have to keep going yeah um yeah I don't know yeah no, no, I agree. And I've I've been feeling that so much or I've been trying to feel it because it's so easy. Like, it's so easy for me. I think it's just so easy for anyone to get so stuck on the thing that's like pissing you off in the moment or upsetting you or like the thing you don't want to let go of essentially, even though you do. And to come back to that 
it's I think it's one of those things and I haven't really found many that do this for me so maybe that's why we're both so stuck on it is I haven't found many things that like break this intense or like this emotion that usually wins right like whether it's um frustration uh burnt being burnt out like all of these like really emotionally charged things because it's so intense like you have to meet it with that a something that has that energy that's kind of going to pull you out of that and I think this is one of the first phrases that's been able to pull me out of an emotion that feels yes that's how I feel yes that's totally how I feel with it yeah so definitely try it guys because I think it's easy to listen to something like that and be like yeah sure it's gonna work but like there's been a lot of instances where it probably wouldn't have worked if I didn't say it (laughs) Mm -hmm. or think it yeah um so highly recommend and it might Um, not fix everything immediately but it definitely helps in some way like yeah it just kind of like it shakes you just enough to feel a little bit better. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, back it, to your six musical. Yeah, no, that was really. I, was it. I loved it. I loved love, it. I loved love. it. Um, and just I say it every time I see any even small show on on this show that it just I just smile the whole time and it just reminds me every single time like you have to do this more. Granted, like Broadway is specifically like an expensive hobby, I would say, <laughs> um, but it's just really beautiful how I think we can like release parts of our identity if like we don't pursue it professionally or if we don't do it enough but like it's really cool to like unlock that part of something that's that like does charge me um in moments like that so I love that um and it's something I love to share with my mom so that's my pride and then my pickle is that (laughs) nobody warns you of that in terms of like quote unquote planning a wedding or whatever that like your mind is going to change so much like I know we know that about life but it's almost hilarious to me how much my mind has changed about everything (laughs) I think it's Um, also like with anything like once you're faced like you can have like a what's it called like um a a fantasy version of Mm -hmm. something and then when you're like face to face with like the actuality of it it's much different story yeah it really is and it's like all these little pieces that come into play of like what you actually want what you thought you wanted what like actually makes sense what you should pursue because like it's quote-unquote worth it like so many different things but I think to tie a pickle into it I'm I'm really am proud of that I keep asking myself and coming back to like what's going to feel most authentic to us and what just the question that I think we probably started this podcast with in 2020 of like if no one else's opinion mattered what would I do and I think that that's such a core thing to keep in mind when you're planning something like that because it's really easy to be swayed by whether it's a family member someone that matters to you a friend um someone at a venue who's trying to sell you something like it's really easy to focus on what you think you should be doing so I'm proud of myself for coming back to even when I don't naturally do it like what would feel best to us yeah, 100%. And I will yeah. I will keep sending that message too because I wholeheartedly believe in that. Like, yeah. it's your day. It's your time. It's about you guys and your love. And that's like all that yeah. matters. Yeah. Um, and there's be, so much like, noise. There's so much noise with everything. There's so much of it. There really is. And this is also for anyone, if you're going through this process, you're going to go through it soon or whatever it may be. If you're in a situation where you're like, how the fuck do people afford this like comfortably? I don't know if they do. I don't like, think they, anybody does. Yeah, like I don't think they they do. And it's weird because I think that especially not wedding, in this economy. My God. 
my god and I think it's just not something that people talk about too much like maybe people say oh it's expensive but I think people say it very generally versus like oh this is expensive for me and um because I think they don't like to put themselves in that position but just if you're going through it I personally when we like first started looking felt so like alone for a little bit because I was like I don't understand how every it seems like everyone around us is like oh my god I'm planning the wedding of my dreams like almost effortlessly and granted not everybody shares the nitty-gritty so maybe that's where it comes from or maybe their parents had stuff set aside or maybe yeah. they had stuff set aside but no. I don't think I was ever taught like save money for your wedding no 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 one does that I think right? since the people that you have just experienced having that situation has been paid for by parents and that has just been like an like a something that they were lucky to have mm-hmm. um but I don't think that that's most people's like situation circumstance yeah so yeah and I mean it's we're also like one it's terrible economy two like weddings are very different now versus like when our parents got married like one everything is a million times more expensive and two like in before like yeah your parents like everyone like parents saved for that and that was something that like everybody's parents paid for and like most you know middle class people had like a kind of similar thing and there was just like much less flashiness and much less like all the stuff that there is now and it was just kind of just like everyone kind of did the same thing and it was like paid for by the parents and that's like the way it went and now there's like so much of like everyone's trying to like one-up each other do the best thing because of Instagram and like most people's parents can't afford to pay for people's weddings anymore. Most people definitely can't afford to pay for themselves because most people are paying rent. Whereas you used to live with your parents until you got married. Yeah. And you don't do that anymore. Most people live on their own before they get married. It's just like a totally different, totally different world. Yeah. And I think it, it, it almost feels like, it almost feels confusing because I think that this is coming from a very like privileged place even with saying that I am am super not good with money and I've always admitted that. But I think that I was like, wait, I'm so confused because I feel like, which we never really like arrive to this place, right? We're always chasing more. We always blah, blah, blah. But I think that like over the past couple of months, like I did start to feel better about like, I'm like, wow, like I'm in a place with this where like I didn't expect to be at this point in my life where it was like, I feel like my expectation like it's almost like it surpassed my expectation of what I thought things would be like in a positive way and then I was like wait (laughs) but if this is the case how does this feel so hard like yeah I don't know how to describe it like it was just like a weird um feeling yeah and and I honestly got emotional about it because I'm like damn like there's so much importance around a day like this and of course for people that know me I I go above and beyond in every way that I can for like people that I love. And I think that for me to feel like I could do that for like the person that I've loved for all this time and for us together and for a day to celebrate that obviously is like the initial thought, but it's, it's just crazy. So anyway, the reason I shared that pickle, um, beyond to share my own heart, um, was because I, I really felt to myself, I'm like, I haven't heard someone express in this way to me that like, this was not an easy. Right situation um not just like oh it's so fun we're planning wedding our dreams like yeah it's not that simple no it's not that simple but I am definitely 
with like the little patience that I have in general for things. So I'm always like, I want to be there. I want to do this. I want to get that. I'm, I'm definitely struggling with like being patient about yeah. finding the right type of place. Mm-hmm. Like at the same time, while being proud of staying authentic to us, I like part of me also just wants to know the same yeah. way that we're like, yeah. I want to know how to be the best already. Totally. <laughs> totally. I think that's natural. Yeah. That's fine. But I hear yeah. you. That's what about you? So many opinions. Um, my pride this week is like such a simple one. I got a lot of time to cook this weekend, and like I'm, I'm talking about like parts of your personality that you were like talking about before. Like I really love to cook, and it makes me so happy. Mm. And like just getting that time to like do that this weekend, um, was so fulfilling. I feel like often I feel like oh like you know, I have to fill my time with like this or that or like going out or doing this thing or blah, blah, blah. And it was just like really nice to like allow myself to just like have that time to like do that joyful thing for me. Um, And or sometimes like I'll be like, oh, I'm not going to cook because like the thing I want to cook, I'd have to get all this stuff and then it's expensive and like blah, blah, blah. Because like, but you know, if I don't have certain spices or something that I need to try to make something new. But I was like, no, I'm going to make something new this week. I cooked Korean food for the first time. Wow. Um, and I needed a lot of different things that I didn't have. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy it and then I'll have it. And like, that's worth the money because one, it will feed me and my boyfriend. And two, it'll bring me like a lot of joy to make something new and exciting. Yeah. And so I'm glad that I let myself do that. It was like a buy yourself the lilies kind of vibes. Yes. Yes. I love that. And I, I think that part of what, like, makes stuff like that so satisfying, too, because I I genuinely feel that way about exercise, and I know that people have very different relationships with that. I think it's because it feels like you're, like, not, like, sacrificing a part of yourself to an extent. Like, you're, like, giving to that part of yourself that, like, really matters to you. Um, So I, I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great comparison um so that was so do something joyful that you know even if it like might cost you an extra penny um if you can and um my pickle is yeah I mentioned it before I just had a lot of like rejection in the past couple days yeah uh, which is not fun I mean you would think I'd be used to it by now but and usually I'm like really good at like not letting it bother me but sometimes I don't even know why even like and like one of them was like shit I could not fucking care about but like sometimes you're just like it puts you in that mindset of like everything's terrible (laughs) like you'll never achieve your dreams everybody hates you like I don't know you're hideous (laughs) right like I don't know why sometimes it's so like okay like yeah didn't work out like on to the next and sometimes it's like fuck I should just give everything up um so that sucks I'm you know luckily I feel like I'm able to bounce out of it better because I have like my affirmations Mm. and stuff which definitely help um but yeah I mean like dealing rejection dealing with rejection is hard sometimes it's not always as simple as like let it roll off your back which I think I've gotten pretty good at doing for the most part but I guess that would be a good question for us to like go into of what how do you like deal with rejection or like does sometimes certain rejection like hit you harder than others um do you feel like you deal with like rejection on a daily basis so 
I think it depends. I think sometimes I deal with like rejection from myself. That kind of sounds like sure. fucked up, but I think that I <laughs> that like fucked up. <laughs> I reject myself. No, I think sometimes I I definitely as we all can be our own worst critic. Like I think that I set a lot of like the word limitations and like limitless all that shit keeps coming back for me. But like I think I set limitations on myself a lot of mm-hmm. what I'm like capable of of what I think is like an acceptable successful productive day or like where I could have done more so I think I'm very like overly critical but also I don't know if I deal with rejection in the sense of like hey you are not it but I think that I take I take a lot of things very personally which is a a flaw of mine for sure that I need to work through but, but I, I think that's away. something that like probably people deal with on a day-to-day of like if you at work like if you got yeah. like, some maybe like a feedback that wasn't like mm-hmm. oh this is great like I think a lot of people take that as a rejection. Yes. Definitely and I think I, I for sure take it that way especially mm-hmm. if it at all feels like even if it's not what someone actually means but if it feels like the rejection or the denial or the like go back to the drawing board type of thing is coming from a place of like you didn't try hard enough even though you did um I think I take that so personally because I know yeah. that I do try hard enough so um I think it depends though like some days it just depends on where like my energy is honestly which is why it's so important for me to do I think on a day where like I feel like I didn't show up for myself where I like sacrificed let's say my morning to work instead of show up for me instead of show up for Ellie, instead of show up for Chris in some way, um, then I'm like extra sensitive to stuff like that because it feels like a double, triple whammy. Mm-hmm. But if I did, like for example, for a day like today, I honestly dealt with some rejection earlier this morning on a project I put a lot of fucking energy into. And mm-hmm. because I felt like I checked off all my boxes before I sat down to work, I was less affected by it. So I guess a way that I cope with that is by giving to the things that matter to me most before go like almost, I guess, like clearing my energy, Mm -hmm. go into the space where Mm -hmm. I might be rejected. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I think that's really important. And I, I, super helpful. Um, And I like the thought of that, of like clearing it's, it's a way of for you to like clear your energy before yeah. putting yeah. yourself in a space in which like you're vulnerable to that yeah I think it's also Girl. interesting like how yeah. we talk to ourselves like I have a friend who um whenever they do something whenever they get a criticism or a critique mm-hmm. their internal do- dialogue is I failed at blank mm. and I'm like that's not a failure like a critique or a criticism is not a failure and like is it helpful to label it as that or not and I think it depends on the person because if you're like oh I labeled as a failure because I know I need to learn and grow from it yeah but I don't know if that is like I don't I don't know it's such a it's such a loaded word it failure is. and we talk a lot on this show about how you can't fail like you win or you learn and I really really do believe that yeah um but when you're talking about like rejection and failure feels like I don't know this other entity yeah it it definitely does I don't know it's it's so complicated because I really think that depending on the day like you 
I don't know. I take things so I'm I'm literally thinking of an example last week where I was like yeah. so much more like oh, I almost want to use the word triggered, like triggered mm, by yeah. That I think that's a fair word. Spiraling. Yeah, into spiraling to those bigger things, like you said, of like essentially everything sucks and like this is hard yeah, and life yeah. is hard and things don't go right for me, like all that stuff. So I think that that might be a good tip for all of us is to like clear our energy mm. and we can't do it perfectly every day. So I think that's where that comes in is like seeing where that line is between when we can't maybe clear our energy all the way of like how we can protect ourselves in other ways or what w- things we can come back to when we do feel sensitive to it. Cause it happens yeah, yeah. sometimes. Like I think of honestly the example where Tara um, from buy yourself the fucking lilies use the example of like for her journaling is so helpful. And a big part of that is like, otherwise she's like a big bitch at Starbucks. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> like I think of that where it's so similar. It's like, yeah. we're so much more easily triggered by certain things when we don't show up for ourselves first. Totally. And I think like, hmm, how am I going to phrase this? I think when we win or we fail, like get rejected, you know, that goes into like the evidence of the stories that we tell ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? In either category. And I think why that's sometimes why rejection can be triggering because it then we're like kind of scooping it into that bank of evidence for whatever that negative story that we tell ourselves is. And I think I've been trying to be aware of, because I've been on such a self-talk journey I've been trying to be aware of like what is maybe like a unconscious story that I have about myself and like where is a rejection feeding that story where are winds neglecting that story like and it and it's hard because I think like I've dug up like a unconscious story that I tell myself and so like when things happen that support that story like that goes like straight into the bank and it's like I need to now find a way to like not let that you know add on to the manuscript you know 100%. no I do and it's it's so hard it really is because so many things do stem from that like yeah. and I, I think it comes most- from when we're little like that stuff comes yeah. from when we're super young yeah and I think most of our stories do come from, this is a big generalization, but like do come from rejection. Like I know for me, um, this is just being like very raw. Like I know for me, one of my bigger like stories, which is why I don't like quote unquote give up at this point in terms of my relationship to fitness and my body and my weight and like all that shit is because I have this underlying story of like, you are a person that like can't quote unquote can't have a healthy peaceful relationship with your body and with food and as a result that's that's louder to me even if I have some evidence that like um that that's not the case right um that's louder to me than the other things so it's informing a lot of things in my life (laughs) um which is stories that are equally loud I feel like I have some that are equal yeah and so depending on what evidence is brought to the table that day that day one gets louder than the other yes and honestly I think that that's why like 
there are so many little things that at some point I'm like, okay, I want to talk about this with Julie. I want to talk about this because I understand that like there was also a point in time where like people would talk about doing the work or people would talk about showing up for yourself and using all these buzzwords. And I'd be like, but what the fuck are you talking about? Like, why is this so powerful to you? And I think that that's what it comes back down to. It's like these things that we hold so highly in our routines, in our day-to-days, in self-talk are so related to like combating these other underlying stories to not be what we like operate out of like you've been talking a lot to especially on our show about like uh living passively or or being complacent right and I think that not consciously trying to rewrite or be at least being aware of what it is that is kind of playing on your like tape of life um is is like kind of letting that win because yeah. we have so much shit that we if we're not aware of it it's just playing a hundred percent a thousand percent and it's funny I was listening to I went back actually earlier today and listened to our episode with um astrologer Jessica Lignato which mm-hmm. everyone should listen to if you haven't yet it's just such an amazing episode um because I was interested because we had asked her about Saturn return and I, I wanted to rehear her answer um and it was interesting that part of what she said about it is that it's really a time where you kind of have to learn how to parent yourself. Mm. And even if you had amazing parents, which I did, I had like the best fucking parents. At a some point, you have to start <laughs> parenting yourself as an adult. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's kind of part of that, of like when you need to discover these like stories that we're telling ourselves or the way that we speak to ourselves or these habits that we have, like you have to start parenting those things Mm. um and being like that doesn't work for you or like that doesn't serve you or or, like this can be healed in this way or worked on in this way and it's um that made me think of it like that that was interesting in terms of those stories and that like because sometimes I feel like we can be like well how am I supposed to stop telling myself that I've done it for so long totally um like I know you've been telling yourself that story for years for probably 20 years and like it could feel like well how am I supposed to stop telling myself a story that I've been telling myself for 20 years I think to think of it as like you're like now gonna like parent that story is to me was like a kind of interesting way to look at it definitely and I think also something that's really stuck with me lately which I feel like is also kind of a buzz line but is like the only way out is through. So I think that knowing what we know and like after being in this space and learning about this world and about these things that literally work with repetition, I think that we come, like we experience a lot of resistance, mostly usually around some things that we need. So I think like in the same way that I didn't always necessarily want to do my homework, but like I needed to. Um, And my parents, it was their job to tell me to do so right until I listened um essentially and I think in the same way like there are those hard conversations that now being an adult you have to have with yourself where it's like okay what part of this is an excuse what part of this do you actually even though it feels hard and uncomfortable like what part of this you need to lean into for the long haul of rewriting the story for yourself and it's it's hard because it's that weird line where it's like I think sometimes with certain challenges, like I know, like even things with myself, I don't know if you experience this too, but where it's like that hesitation to kind of take a jump for things you're super resistant for. For sure. Because 
I, I don't think I've ever said this out loud, but I think that I hesitate sometimes with things that I'm, that I fear because I'm like, what if that's the thing that like breaks me to an extent? I think because I've felt in a place where I've like yeah, felt course. very broken mm-hmm. and it's been around this topic that sometimes I get a little extra sensitive and careful around what I do, yeah. which like, isn't, it's not a bad thing to like think about things before you do them, but I, that's where my resistance comes from. So anyway, now I'm very much in a headspace of like the only way out is through Yeah, and knowing what we know about the power of evidence like the only way that I'm gonna believe that like this is gonna happen for me and that I'm gonna feel this way is like if I create that yeah right and keep showing up for yourself and I think this goes back to the rejection piece of like even in the moments that you feel rejected or that you feel that you failed you have to keep showing up through that so that you can build that evidence for the alternative story yeah. And that's the only way you're going to do it. Like if you get the rejection or you get the failure you're and you stop, then yeah. like you don't ever have that opportunity to write the new story because you're just going to stay in that other manuscript with all of that evidence. Like you need to create the other evidence. And yeah. I think opening the space for that is, you know, like what you said, like clearing your energy by doing your routines and showing up for yourself, having affirmations to get you to be able to like hop to the other side. Cause we need like the confidence and um, like cheerleading of ourselves to like get us to be able to be like, not you gonna try to do it again to move over here. And like having those tools, like to like get you to go again yeah um so that you can like after trying again or maybe trying a few times get a piece of evidence that adds to the more positive side of that story yeah that's such a good point and I think that that's what I'm personally trying to lean into with everything is like this is an opportunity to show myself that I can Instead of harping on, like, why I haven't shown myself that I can in the way that I've wanted to yet. Wait, say that again. I've been thinking about that this is an opportunity to show myself that I can instead of being hung up on why I haven't shown myself that up until this point. (laughs) Oh, Brenda! (laughs) You know how sometimes someone just says something that hits the right way even if it's something that you've like heard before and then someone says something and you're like I get it now that's it It I get it now yeah isn't that weird how like sometimes you just need something to be said like in the right way or at the exact right right moment and then you're like something has not locked within me yes I am unstoppable no but really like that just kind of like that really just like kind of changed my energy around this a lot that's huge that's Love huge. that and it, and it has for me too because we get so stuck yeah so stuck. and that goes with the affirmations thing too like sometimes you just need the right one that day or in that moment like sometimes one works for seven days and then on day eight you need something a little different and yeah. like when you get the right one you're like okay I'm flowing yes yes exactly well, this was a therapy session. Yeah, that was great. Who knew we needed that? I didn't know. No, I don't know. Okay. Wow, love it. All right, well, thanks for coming to therapy. 
Thanks, everyone. Um, that'll be $80 from everybody. <laughs> you can buy my mask. Cash a check. <laughs> Cash a check. Just kidding. Um, but we love you guys. We have a really fun guest coming on this week. She is a wedding planner to the wedding planners. So she's amazing. And we're going to be asking her all the fun, like wedding planning questions. We're going to get into the nitty gritty of it. I'm like super excited and I'm not I'm even the one getting married. I'm super excited. It's I'm funny so like excited. how many freaking questions come up, but it'll be good. You guys, it's going to be so fun. So tune in for that. Um, and share with your friends and let us know if there's anything that you guys are dealing with, like at this point in your twenties that you want us to talk about, because like, it's getting crazy out here. It really is. We're all in the same boat. <laughs> We're all in the same boat. Okay. We love you guys. Love you guys so much. Have a great week. Bye. And- Thanks for listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring Twenties Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.